So, you're standing at the top of the Empire State Building. Aha, what a view! But then, you see a massive wall of water coming right at you. Even a tsunami can't be that high. But what about a mega-tsunami? A wave so huge, it could have wiped the dinosaurs off the face of this planet. A regular tsunami is bad enough. The term comes from Japanese for harbor wave. But it's not just one quick thing that's over and done. It's a series of gigantic waves crashing into the shore one after another. They happen after strong earthquakes, or more often, because of underwater volcanic eruptions. Those exploding titans deep under the ocean are usually a lot bigger and more powerful than the ones we see on land. When they release scorching hot lava into the cold surrounding water, it turns into volcanic glass. And it deforms the ocean floor. The result? A massive volume of water shifts and forms a wave. As it comes closer to the coast, it can grow up to 160 feet high, or about 15 stories. But what if the wave height wasn't hundreds, but thousands of feet? Sounds like some unrealistic plot for a disaster movie, but it has happened. These skyscrapers of waves are called mega-tsunamis. And surprisingly, for a tsunami to get upgraded to mega-status, it's not all about size. Mega-tsunamis are not only much larger, but they're also formed under different conditions. Unlike most tsunamis, megas aren't caused by tectonic activity, though that can play a part. They're formed when a huge chunk of debris suddenly falls into a big body of water. The water splashes upward and outward, like when you cannonball into a swimming pool. The biggest mega-tsunami humanity has ever seen happened in 1958 in Alaska's Latuya Bay. A massive 7.8 earthquake caused giant chunks of ice to fall off the face of a glacier down to the water. This led to a wave splashing out onto the opposite shore, and the thing reached a height of 1,720 feet. Yep, it was taller than the Empire State Building. But mega-tsunamis have occurred long before that. About 70,000 years ago, part of Cape Verde's Fogo volcano fell into the ocean causing a wave about as tall as the Seattle Space Needle. This wall of water crashed into nearby Santiago Island. The mega-tsunami that changed the world's history happened 66 million years ago. That's when an enormous asteroid, I'm talking the size of Mount Everest, smashed into the Earth. As if the impact wasn't enough for the giant reptiles roaming the Earth, it was followed by a mega-tsunami of epic proportions. A mile-high wave twice the height of the Burj Khalifa that traveled across the world's oceans. It wasn't a good time to be on Earth. Hey, I wasn't around then. Now, imagine a Goliath 60-story wave ripping trees out of the ground and smashing everything on its way. It'd be hard to miss, but this mega-tsunami went unnoticed in 2015. A humongous landslide dumped tons of rock into the Tan Fjord in Alaska and created the sky-high wall of water. Scientists learned about it hours after the event and only got to the scene to document the impact months later. A mega-tsunami may be strong, but it only has a local impact. Well, save for that one that ended the dynamics. If one springs up far from where people live, it probably won't ever reach the coast. As for seismically created tsunamis, the ones tectonic movement and volcano eruptions cause, they can travel hundreds of miles without losing their power. And now, the question on everybody's mind. What are the chances of a mega-tsunami happening again? 
Well, the good news is they're extremely rare. The bad news? Landslides can occur at any time, so it's hard to predict when we'll see one again. One thing experts know for sure, they probably won't be so dangerous in the foreseeable future. But what if it does happen? Or just a regular tsunami? There are several rules you should know to survive. When you hear a tsunami warning, immediately escape to high ground. The distance from the coast is less important. Some tsunamis can travel at the speed of a jumbo jet, so it's impossible to run away from it. Remember that a tsunami isn't a single wave, but a series of them that can roll for several minutes to hours. So don't assume everything's okay after the first one. Waves can come again and again, and each of them can be higher than the one before it. Stay in the safe zone until the alarms stop. Don't try to evacuate by car, you can get stuck in traffic. And your vehicle won't save you from the tsunami. These things can easily pick up cars and wash them away. A tsunami can hit not only the seashore, but also the terrain along a riverbed. So if you're near a river when a tsunami warning starts, go up a hill or find a sturdy shelter. The bizarre thing is that you wouldn't even notice a tsunami out in the open ocean. There, the waves can just be 3 feet high, but they get bigger as they approach the shore. If you happen to be out on a boat far from the coast, sail even further away, not toward land. Get this, there are also ice tsunamis. This rarity occurs in spring when the ice on frozen lakes already starts to crack into large chunks but hasn't melted yet. Strong winds push these blocks of ice toward the shore. Another amazing natural phenomenon that gets my head spinning is tornadoes. They happen when warm and cold air currents come together. It usually begins like an ordinary thunderstorm with rain or hail. Then that funnel cloud appears from the spinning air above, reaches the ground, and you get a twister. The wind speed of the most extreme ones can reach 300 miles per hour, faster than a flying arrow. Some tornadoes can travel for hundreds of miles. Now, imagine that thing on fire. Fire whirls come about when fire creates wind and rising hot air moves so fast it starts spinning. These aren't actual tornadoes since they don't reach the clouds, but they're still impressive. A fire whirl can heat up to 2,000 degrees, as hot as lava. It's really uncommon and may happen during wildfires or firestorms. Yep, firestorms. As if a fire or a storm weren't bad enough by themselves. A firestorm is when a fire grows so big, it creates its own wind system. As the smoke goes up into the atmosphere, it forms the firestorm cloud. Such clouds can produce lightning, which then may create more fires. Speaking of which, Venezuela is the world's lightning capital. The area near the mouth of the Catatambo River can have up to 280 bolts an hour. The cause of this strange natural light show is wind surrounding the wetlands. Or if you're in arid regions, you can see sandstorms. They happen when strong winds lift a large amount of sand from a dry surface, tens or even thousands of feet into the air. Now imagine what looks like a girthy tornado suspended up in the sky. Lenticular clouds are especially bizarre, because they don't move no matter how strong the wind is. They form between two layers of air, when the flow is disrupted into eddies. This usually happens when the airflow meets an obstacle, like tall mountains or hills. Oh boy, what a fascinating planet we live on!